Matt, can you hear me? Yes, can you hear me? Yeah, I can. So welcome everyone to Woodbury and, and, and Laurel Sports Pod Sports Center show with Laurel and Matt. Uh, can't wait for the day for when we go back to Woodbury and uh, record there. So uh, Matt, how's it going? And uh, today must be a pretty difficult day for uh, Laker fans and all the in and fans around the NBA because th today is the one year anniversary on the tragic death of Kobe Bryant. Yes. Um, yeah, that was, this is a, that was a tough moment last year today to realize that Kobe and his daughter and seven other people went down in that helicopter crash near Calabasas and um, big tragedy, um, you know, in a, in a, uh, because there was so much potential lost, I think from all those people who died. Um, so definitely a, a tough day across uh, Laker Nation and the NBA and, and anyone that, that follows sports. Absolutely. I mean, this is a day to remember him and to remember his life and also remember the victims that passed away last year in that helicopter crash in, the, in, in this foggy day in Los yeah. Angeles. So now let's talk about uh, the next thing we're going to talk about is some football. So conference championship recap. So who would have thought the Tampa Bay Buccaneers would beat the Green Bay Packers at Lambeau Field 31 to 26? Tell me your yeah, thoughts. Yeah, that, that was, game. you know, I, to be honest, I'm not surprised. A lot of people are saying how surprised they were, but uh you know, I had thought at the start of the season, my Super Bowl prediction was Chiefs versus Buccaneers. And that's what happened. And, you know, there was – it's tough to uh, to go up there and play in Green Bay. But Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time. And it's just that he is um, – um, he had that team ready to play. Uh, Green Bay made some mistakes. Um, not just kicking the field goal late in the fourth quarter, which I thought was a mistake, but um, defensively late in the second quarter when they gave up that touchdown, um, that shouldn't have happened. Um, you know, there were some other mistakes there as well throughout the game. Uh, and uh, you know, Tom Brady is tough to beat. And he went up there and really took it to him. And, and they, they played a much a really good first half. And they held on in the second half. What did you think? Brady is just phenomenal. I'll tell you that. But at the same time, I just felt like that. Here's what I was thinking. I didn't think Tampa Bay would make it to the Super Bowl and be the first team in history to host it. I was waiting until next year when the Super Bowl's in L.A. so that Brady would have played in a Super Bowl in Los Angeles so that he can get his parents from from his home in Northern California to play at SoFi Stadium because I kind of wanted to see Tom Brady play at SoFi Stadium for a Super Bowl. But, hey, I take that in Tampa Bay. Yep. I think uh, maybe he'll play in SoFi next year, actually. <laughs> yes, because he, 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 he hasn't gotten a chance to play at that stadium because I found out that in next year's schedule for the Bucks, they actually do play the Rams next year, but in SoFi, so he'll get a chance to play in that stadium. Yeah, I think. Yep, you're right. So, 
So, so that being said, also I just found out that Aaron Rodgers was kind of un, un uh, optimist, unsure about his future in Green Bay. But I just we just found out today that Packers president Mark Murphy said that he addressed Aaron Rodgers' comments about an uncertain future day. He said, "We're not idiots. Aaron Rodgers will be yeah, back." I mean, they 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 would be an idiot to get rid of him. <laughs> like, if, I mean, if if anything, I could see, you know. Rodgers might want to request a trade, but where where would he go that's going to be better than Green Bay for him? I mean, San Francisco because they have Indianapolis. Yeah, like Indianapolis doesn't have uh, a number one wide receiver right now, and you know is that going to? Um, is, would you want to go there? Um, no, I think uh, you know is he going to go to San Francisco where? Kyle Shanahan is in complete control at offense and a division with Russell Wilson and, and Kyler Murray and, uh, and the Rams, uh, you know, no, I don't think he'd want to go there. Um, so, you know, I think it's, I think Green Bay is still the best place for him uh, right now. And, and I think they'll just have to make it work for another, uh, for another year at least. Yeah, I think I think so. I think that I think he'll play out his contract in Green Bay. But I heard to I just heard that he wants a new huge he wants his contract to get extended because he loves Green Bay and I really think that uh, the Packers love him and I don't think the Packers will get rid of him just because of that loss for the for the Packers. Aaron Rodgers, uh, from what I heard, he criticized the refs. There were they I just thought the refs in that game were terrible. Oh yeah, I didn't, I, I didn't notice it that much. I guess. What did you think was bad? Oh, that pass interference call because there was like a there was a grab onto the jersey. That was not pass interference. Yeah, yeah. In the back of the jersey, like, why would they call it pass interference? They should have called a hold. Yeah. And also, my other thoughts was, why would Lafleur kick let? He would kick a field goal with like less time on the clock instead of go for it on fourth down. I would have gone for it on fourth down. Yeah. So what did you think? Did you think that Lafleur kind of made a mistake there? Yeah, I, I mean, the I guess what some people are saying is the analytics said that would technically be the right move, um, and you could also say that. You know, it was third and goal, and they had messed up three straight plays. And Rodgers, you know, most recently, I think the play right before that, he had thrown it towards Devontae Adams into the ground, though. It was like Devontae Adams was not open. It was like a bad – it was a bad play, you know. And for – so I could see why at the, at the moment you could say, all right, we had first and goal, and we didn't do anything. And we're on Could the, have ran the ball too. Yeah, yeah. We're on the upside. We're on the other side of the two-minute warning. We're on the. Uh, we're above the two-minute warning, so we have like four timeouts. Um, you know, let's try to get a stop and get the ball back in Aaron's hands to to win the game. But that's where it like that. That's the thing though, where you got to like ignore it and say that you got to give Aaron Rodgers another chance because if you don't, you still pin him deep. You still got to stop him. Um, but you got to go for that touchdown and two point conversion, you know, and to tie the game. So I, 
I feel like this is a situation where analytics doesn't even take into account the fact that, you know, Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady are playing. Uh, My other thought on this game is that Tom Brady threw three interceptions, and I'm like, look, he could have blown this game. Yeah. Yep. Like, he could he could have blown it, and I was like, you know what? Three interceptions, it looks like Green Bay had a ch- had the momentum. Yeah. So that's why I was wanting Mahomes versus Rodgers, but I take Mahomes versus Brady. So, basically, the Packers have a 30 30- – so basically what I think Green Bay needs this offseason, I would like for them to draft a receiver in the first round. Like, I didn't get why they drafted Jordan Love in the first round last year. I felt like they should have gone with, like, a guy like Brandon Ayuk or a Justin Jefferson in the in the first round. Yeah, that's true. But I really think they should draft a receiver or a linebacker in the first round or get a linebacker then a receiver in the second round. Uh-huh. Just because they need that, and they also, I, I really think they should usually they should spend money in free agency on on bolstering that uh, defensive line, and I and I, I would like to see the Packers put the franchise tag on Aaron Jones. Yeah, that'd be a good one. Because I, I wouldn't, I don't think Aaron Jones is going to go anywhere. Yeah, I don't think so either. So let's talk about the next game, the Buffalo Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs. So basically, who knew that we knew Kansas City was going to win, but Buffalo made it interesting in the fourth quarter. Yeah, yeah, I you know that was uh I think that you know that was where, you know, Allen was a bit exposed, I think by Kansas City. He did not have a great game. Um and, you know, I feel like Kansas City is a bit like they were on cruise control for the last month and a half, and now they're picking it up here. And, um, you know, that would have been – I think that was a – you know, Buffalo hadn't been playing that great the last couple of weeks. Um, I thought they looked a little bit like their lack of a running game was really starting to expose them. And, you know, Kansas City, you know, they kind of ran away with that and dominated that game. So – yeah, this is going to be a great Super Bowl. Yeah, it is. So let's talk – before we talk about the Chiefs, let's talk about the Bills. This team right here has a bright future. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think that they're going to be set up pretty good to keep on winning, especially winning the AFC East for the next couple of years. So you think that uh, you think that the Bills are pretty much the early and heavy favorite to win the – the AFC East next year? Yeah, it depends on, uh, I mean, I would say yes. The only question is, can Tua get better to challenge them or do they move off Tua and bring in like Deshaun Watson or something like that to, to challenge uh, Buffalo? But it's, if not Buffalo, like Miami will, will be up there too. But I think Buffalo is still going to be winning the division. I think the Dolphins are going to be very good next year, much better than they were last year. They're going to load they're going to be loaded on offense next year with, or, and surround Tua with talent. And even Tony Romo said, and I agree with him, he thinks the Patriots might be even better next year. Yeah, I'll have to wait and see on that one. They, the Patriots, I don't, I don't see them improving much at this point. They need receivers, but I really think they need to get a draft a quarterback and not get a quarterback in free agency. But you think the Dolphins and Tua Tagovailoa will be better than they were this past season? Because I really think Tua is going to take a huge leap next year. 
I don't think the Dolphins are going to move off of Tua. Yeah, we'll see. I like right now. I don't see them improving or getting worse. I see them kind of being that marginal playoff team, like a seven seed or a six seed, or missing out in the playoffs. Like that's kind of where I see them. Because I really think the Dolphins are going to draft well. Like in my mock draft, I have them using their first their first round picks on Devontae Smith and Najee Harris. Uh-huh. So that they build around to it. But I also think that the Dolphins should go get a free agent offensive lineman. And even Chris Greer, I sent you a link that Dolphins GM Chris Greer said that he he expects Tua to be their starter in 2021. So we'll talk about it in just a minute, like, We'll talk about in just a minute where uh, Matthew Stafford and Deshaun Watson could get traded to because Deshaun Watson preferably wants to be a Jet. He said, "He said, uh, yeah, the Jets or the Dolphins." But I think he, sh- I think the Jets would make more sense if they want to move off of Darnold. But the thing with the Jets is, I don't think the Jets would want to give up their second round pick. Yeah, I, I, I think you definitely give up your second round pick for Deshaun Watson. I mean, there is no point in holding on to a second round pick when you can get Deshaun Watson. Like you, you take, you're getting a known quantity in Deshaun Watson. Like, you know who he is. He's going to be great. A second round pick is like worse than a coin flip. You know, it just, there's to me, there's to me too, like with, with both what Deshaun Watson and, and Matt Stafford teams know that they are wanting out of their, their teams so they don't probably need to give up as much as they would uh, if they didn't know that um so that that's a kind of a possibility but um yeah i think the jets you definitely go up a second round pick and then for the for stafford i told you last night do you think he would be a potential fit for the washington football team because i say that because I think Martin Mayhew's going to want to trade for him. Yeah, no, that's a good point that they have a connection there, and he could go to Washington, which, uh, you know, they have a really good defense, and Ron Rivera is a really good coach, and you won't have to worry about your defense ever letting you down in a Ron Rivera coach team. So then the question is, do they bring in Stafford and give him a couple of weapons, make three and, make a, three, and a right tackle. Yeah, make, and a left tackle. Yeah, him. make sure you have a decent offensive line, and, and all of a sudden, football team is ready to win. I'd say I think that's a really good. I think that'd be a very good fit for him. In addition, I'd put the 49ers and the Saints up there. For me, I only have two destinations for Stafford: the Washington Football Team or the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, the Colts could be up there too. Um, the question there becomes if you're if you're Stafford. Um, do you do you want to go to the AFC, which has a bunch of really good quarterbacks, and it's going to be tough, like adding yet another quarterback to the AFC? That is going to be tough, but I would think Frank Reich's going to want to draft his own quarterback, just because Andrew Luck retired. Philip Rivers was kind of a trip bridge kind of guy. I think that Frank Reich is going to want to go to the draft and get his his guy. Yeah that he can develop. Like I'm putting Kyle Trask in my mock draft to get picked 21st of the Colts. And I think he could really help him out and, and, and all that good stuff. Yep. So is that what you think there? Uh, yeah, like I said, it's definitely a possibility. Yeah. So, so I think that I, th- and also for the for your lions, 
and my mock draft, I kind of changed it up because I heard that with Stafford parting ways. I have them in my mock draft getting Justin Fields as his replacement. Oh, for uh, oh, okay, yeah, trading up for Justin Fields, you think, or no, no, he drops to number seven to Detroit just because I feel like that the Lions need to draft a successor. I think Justin Fields would be a perfect fit for Detroit. Yeah. No, that'd be – and it could definitely work out for them, yeah. Yeah, now, like, assuming if you guys trade Stafford, then you have to get – go to the – you look in the draft to draft his successor. Because, look, Matthew Stafford has done a – he is – he has done what – he has done what he can to save Detroit football, but they have not gone far. Right, yeah, I mean, it's been a very bad organization, you know, and I think some of the – the folks there in Detroit were hoping Stafford would be good enough to kind of overcome all the problems. But, um, you know, the, there's still like, there's so many problems that organization that you just, it can't fall on one guy to try to fix it. So. Do you think Dan Campbell's the right head coach for Detroit? I like him. I, I like the whole like pro wrestler type attitude that he's bringing. Um, and I, I, I'm excited for him. Yeah, I mean, I think – but also Barry Sanders spoke up about Matthew Stafford. He said something like it would be very difficult for the Lions to replace Matthew Stafford. Yeah. It will be, but this team's in a rebuild mode. So do you think Stafford will deny those reports that he would part ways with Detroit? Say it again. Do you think he would deny those reports about him parting ways with the organization? Um, I mean, he wants to, he wants to leave. So yeah, it's clear to me. He wants to leave. So let's talk about your coaching staff. So, so far on Dan Campbell's coaching staff, he brought in defensive coordinator, Aaron Glenn, and he was from the new Orleans saints. So do you think that he could be a big part of the, shaping this defense yeah i think so um i think that you know ultimately i think that it's all they're gonna have a big change in attitude in that lion's office which you know patricia was terrible he had he just was toxic the way he was running things that's why he was fired before the season was over um, and i also heard that if daryl bubble were, were to get the full-time head coaching job that would have convinced stafford to stay if who got the head coaching job? Daryl Bevel, your interim coach. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I I mean, I think that, you know, this – the main thing these new guys are bringing are they're going to bring a new attitude to the uh, Lions, which is what the organization really needs. New attitude, new culture change. But Dan Campbell could be that guy that could really – make things fun for the players. Yeah. So he's kind of bringing in a mix of New Orleans people and maybe some Miami people. Yep. So so that being said, let's talk about the Pro Bowl. So who did you pick to win the virtual Pro Bowl? I picked the Team AFC. It's going to feature like guys like Mahomes and some of our favorites. Yeah, Mahomes won't be playing, though. He's not playing in for real life. That's a, It's the virtual Pro Bowl. What were you saying? So yeah, I think you know I don't really watch the Pro Bowl. I I can't ever get into it for some reason. Um, 
So it's good for the players, though, to get recognition. Yeah, it is. So uh, so you think the AFC would win if you were to choose to, who would win the Pro Bowl? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, and then next week – so the Super Bowl 55 match we're going to talk about next week on our show is when the Kansas City Chiefs take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's a rematch of Week 12, and Tony Romo even called his shot there. Yeah. So what do you think of that matchup? You, you called it early in the season, and you think that this is going to be such a, fun, a great matchup here. Yeah, I um, I think that it's going to be a really good matchup. I think ultimately you get Mahomes versus Brady. You get, I mean, that's fantastic. That's you know, old guy versus the future. Uh, you know, with Mahomes, he won last year, so the future is here. You know, and um, this is just going to be a very memorable Super Bowl. You also get a lot of good, exciting players of AB and Gronk and Leonard Fournette, um, and then you get Tyree Kill and on the other end, and you know with the one issue to pay attention to with Kansas City is uh, Eric Smith is going to be out, I believe, right? Eric Fisher is going to be out. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that could be a big loss. I think the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs will be fine without Eric Smith because Mahomes is very creative. That's true, but the the uh, um, the Tampa Bay defensive line is really good. So when you lose your Pro Bowl left tackle, uh, yeah, that's going to hurt. Yeah, you're absolutely uh, right about that. Just because, just because when you look at it, I think that it's going to be tough, but I think Kansas City will be fine. Yep. So, so with that being said, we'll talk about that next week and with our picks. So let's talk about some way too early needs for our LA teams before we get to the Patriots. So with the Rams, I mean, all they need is an offensive line. They need they need some edge rush help. Any anything that could be defensive end or linebacker and and another defensive back. It could be a corner. The Rams, you're saying? Chargers. Oh, Chargers, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, go ahead. So what do you think of those needs for the Chargers? I mean, Brandon Staley's coming in this situation. He is going to work – he is excited to work with Herbert. But in just a minute, we'll talk about the three coaching hires for the L.A. Chargers in just a minute. Yeah, I think – I mean, Staley's great. And um, who's the defensive coordinator? It's Rolando Hill or uh, – His name is uh, – so it's I'm looking at his name right yeah, now. Ronaldo Hill, yeah. Ronaldo Hill's the defensive coordinator for the Chargers, and then your boy Joe Lombardi is going to be offensive coordinator for the Chargers. Yeah, like Ronaldo Hill is going to be, I think, good, and you know he has a pretty good background with um, a few different teams. He's worked with Staley before with the Broncos, I believe it was. Um, yeah, with Fangio. He's a young guy too, only. Yeah, um, he had um, – so, yeah, he's – they both come under the Vic Fangio kind of coaching tree, you know, and on the defensive side. So, I think, you know, both – like, the defense is going to be fine with Staley and with Hill. Um, and special teams can only improve after <laughs> uh, last year, right? So, I mean, they'll get an improvement on special teams. And their special teams uh, – 
higher. Let me see. Chargers special teams. Um, he came from Arizona. And uh, oh, Swinton, the special teams coordinator, came from San Fran. Uh, no, he came from uh, the Cardinals. He served on the Cardinals head coach uh, Cliff Kingsbury staff. Yes, special. Assistant. He was special teams coach, and he apparently like he's done some good things of helping the Cardinals with their game, their their game and clock management. So, like that's a weakness for the Chargers last couple of years. So he's going to help in that capacity too. So I like both those hires on defense and special teams. Um, Lombardi, I'll say this, I'll be honest, I was, I'm, I'm a bit surprised and disappointed at this stage. You know, I want to give the guy, and I will give him a second shot because not everyone works out their first time. And he's had a lot of good years with the Saints working with Drew Brees and all that. But he served as the Lions offensive coordinator for a year and a half, and he was fired into his second year. His first year, I think the team did pretty good. They went 11-5 and five and I think made it to the playoffs that year. They did with, Lombard, with Joe Lombardi and Jim Caldwell. Right, and in the second year, they started off the season one and six, and he got fired. Um, and the offense, I remember that year, was quite disjointed. And So who knows? I'm sure during the, the interview process, they talked about that one and six uh, season where he got fired. And presumably, you know, they're willing to, they, they think it's not a problem and, and he can get a second chance with the Chargers. Um and I'm willing to give him a second chance. Like all this, these hires are all a crap shoot. You know, it's just some guys work out, some don't. You never know who's going to work out. Some guys that are hyped up a lot and have a really good resume end up failing. And some guys who have failed before succeed in their second or third time around. So uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean, I think – I think Joe Lombardi is going to be excited to work with Justin Herbert. I really think Justin Herbert's going to have a big leap. So do you think that Brandon Staley's going to kind of help out Justin Herbert a little bit just because he used to be a quarterback and then Brandon Staley will just focus on defense? Oh, yeah. I think that you know, Staley is going to be able to help out an offense too. Um, I mean, he's a defensive – or call him like Sean McVay of the defensive side of the ball, which I think his experience as a quarterback helped on both sides of the ball. So, um, yeah, I think he'll definitely do both. Yeah, I mean, work with Herbert, play, call defensive plays, and then also work with special teams too. Yep. So, also, speaking of Chargers, former Chargers, your Anthony Lynn is going to be your offensive coordinator. How do you feel about Anthony Lynn being your offensive coordinator for, the, for your Lions? Well, um, you know, I kind of like it. I think that um, – for one, like, Lynn has a pretty good offensive background. Um, and when his, his time with the Chargers, when he was um, uh, when, when he was head coach here, he and Tom Telesco put together a pretty good roster on both sides of the ball, but also, I think, especially on the offensive side of the ball. And um, as Detroit looks to rebuild after Stafford, and Galladay is probably going to leave too. Um, I think Lynn is going to be helpful with, I think, getting guys on offense. Like, um, 
Like I, I, I think that he's gonna be able to help assemble a really good offensive roster. So I think Absolutely. But well see that did you think I I thought he was a good motivator for the Chargers, but I just felt like that the fit was just not quite there. That's why they moved on from Anthony Lynn. Yeah, I mean the, the problem for me with Lynn was simply game management and then not being able to close out games defensively, you know, having your defense fail you in the fourth quarter. And, you know, that stuff comes down to the um, the head coach a lot of the time. So I think that he is um, a good fit, though, offensively for Detroit. And I think that, you know, Dan Campbell is going to have a lot of exciting energy, right? He's a brusque, blunt guy. Uh, and then you'll, you'll kind of temper that with Lynn, who's a lot more – he's a lot calmer – um, and so they both have different types of energy, which I think will work really well. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think this is going to work out well for the Detroit lions. So basically for the chargers back to the chargers, another departure that they had to have was, uh, Shane Steichen is now going to join the Philadelphia Eagles as their offensive coordinator. Do you think Shane Steichen has what it takes to save Carson Wentz. Uh, we'll see. Uh, this is, uh, you know, it's a mess over there still. I'm not, I'm going to say no for the time being. It's because he led a good offense in LA. He could lead a good offense in Philadelphia. Yeah, they're going to hope for that for sure. Because Nick Sir- with under Nick Sirianni, who's an offensive-minded coach, they're doing what they can to save Carson yeah. Wentz. So... Do you think so? You don't think that the uh, you just don't think that the Eagles are are just there yet, or you think that they're just a mess? They're a mess. Yeah, it's we'll see what happens, but they're a mess. So back to the Chargers. So you think they need? Do you think they could get another receiver for Herbert, or do you think they just need to focus on getting more pieces defensively? And also, you know that they might not keep uh, what's his. What's his face? They may not keep Melvin Ingram. They're going to need another. They need to replace him. I mean, this defense is built around Bosa and James. Yeah, and James needs to stay healthy, right? I mean, that's that's the big thing. So, I mean, defensively, like I'll, I, I trust Staley and Ronaldo Hill to put together the roster and a game plan, you know, during the season for that roster. So, I think, you know, if whoever they want to move off of or trade for or draft, that's fine with me. I mean – Defensive side of the ball, I am not worried about them. So you think that uh, you think they just need to they just need to close yeah. out games better. So now let's talk about the Rams. So I don't think they need a quarterback. I think the bigger need for the Rams is offensive line and tight end. Yeah, I think. Um, well, I mean, I, I, that's true. I think though that they need to see Goff improve. You know, it's just. He is. He looks like he's in danger of just regressing. Uh, could be the confidence issue, maybe a little bit of an injury issue. But um, he's being paid the most out of anyone on that team, and he's the weakest link, and that's not a good thing to have. And they don't have cap space to move him. Uh, they don't have, you know, some 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 good backup. You know, they might. They could try drafting someone. They have got they have John Wolford who's good and also Devlin. Yeah, Hodges. yeah. Um, we'll see what happens. It just they got to work. They got to bring in a quarterback whisperer for Goff. <laughs> 
So you kind of think Goff? I think I still believe in Jared Goff, but I really think that uh, he can do better than what he did these past two seasons. These past two seasons for Jared Goff have not been very no, good. No, no, they need to get him going. Yeah, I, I, I think he and McVay still have a good relationship, though. But I really think that they need to go out and get a – they need to get guys like that can uh, – they need to get – I mean, receivers on Yeah. So, so that being said, do you think they could get another defensive back or some defensive ends, too? Or Because I think Aaron Donald's fine. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think their defense is fine. It was basically number one last year, so – Just need a just need yeah. Goff to be better, and if he can be better, I think the Rams will be fine. But I just think that they need to they need to improve that offensive line and and not get and, and Whitworth might need to retire. Yeah. Just because I really think that the the Rams could get younger off on the on the offensive line that could really uh -huh. help Goff out and give him a clean pocket. Yep. So. With that being said, now let's talk about let's let's talk about the Texans now. So you think this is the team that doesn't have a head coach yet? Do you think that they go with uh, Eric Bieniemy so that they make Deshaun Watson happy? Um, yeah, I don't know. That's another organization. I don't know what is going on there. I mean, uh, yikes! Uh, I think I think Watson's out. I, I don't think he's going to return. And to be honest, I think JJ Watt is done in Houston as well. So trade destination. Where do you think Watson ends up? I could I could see the Jets. I could see Green Bay. He's from Wisconsin, but at Wisconsin, you, that would be a that would be a big boost on defense, a really good locker room presence for the pack. No, I'm talking about Deshaun Watson though. Do you see no, because he he should go to a team that needs a quarterback. Oh yeah, I'm talking about JJ Watt. Yeah. So Deshaun Watson, uh Jets or, or Dolphins, I would say. I'd say Jets because I don't think the Dolphins would want to move uh -huh. off of Tua. Because I really think the Jets shouldn't move off of the Dolphins shouldn't move off of Tua just because, say the Jets for example. I think Joe Douglas is going to want to keep his two first round picks, but not give up on Sam Donald. They could build around Sam Donald, but I could throw in the Forty ers too for Deshaun uh -huh. Watson. So I kind of think I just don't see. The, or uh, here's what I think: the Chicago Bears. Uh yeah, that'd be interesting if he go to Chicago. Yeah, that's that. Um, I haven't heard them mentioned, but I think it would work. Yeah, and then I think the Bears would give up their first round yeah, pick oh, yeah, for Watson. Would. So that's why I think the I think the Chicago Bears would probably be the most. I favor the Chicago Bears. To land Deshaun Watson is because I think that uh, I think the Bears are pretty much done with Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah, I, it's they have to move off Mitchell. Yeah, they took they went to the playoffs with them, and I don't think the Bears are very. I don't think Nagy's confident in yeah. Trubisky. I think you get you land Watson and then you give him weapons in Chicago and you're and then I think that the Detroit and I think in return I think the Texans will get in return uh, what's his face 
they'll get Trey Lance in the draft in the number 20th, 20th uh-huh. pick in the draft. So that's what I see. I, I predict Deshaun Watson is going to Chicago to be with the Bears. And let's go with J.J. Watt. Where do you think he gets traded to, the Packers or the I Steelers? The Packers. But uh, Steelers can make sense, too. I would want to see him in Pittsburgh just because two of his be brothers funny, are yeah. there. I want to yeah, see him be, play with his brothers. That'd actually be pretty cool, all the Watts. All the Watt brothers playing together. But who needs him more? Um, you know, I, I just, I think that, um, I think that maybe, maybe Pittsburgh, that's an interesting point. Maybe Pittsburgh will. Yeah, but I think, I think Watt, Watts, J.J. Watt will, I think, Pittsburgh or Green Bay would be a fit for him. And I and I predict Deshaun Watson uh-huh. should be a bear. And I say that because I think that the Bears should have drafted him. And I think Deshaun Watson would fit well in Chicago. Yeah. So I just don't see him going to an AFC team. Yeah. Even though the Jets were mentioned, I and I'm like, you know what? The Jets shouldn't move on from Sam Donald. Don't give yeah. up on him, Salah. Don't you think that – do you think Sam Darnold will thrive with, Sam, with Robert uh, Sala? You know, I think he probably would, but he, if he can get Deshaun Watson, I think he'd rather have Deshaun Watson. He, I, I heard that he doesn't commit to Sam Darnold. I'm like, he should commit to him. Like, don't give up on him too soon just because of what yeah. happened last year. Because I want the Jets to give him help, like get Penny Sewell with their second pick. Get a receiver. There's a good receiver uh-huh. available. And then in, in free agency, you spend money on getting a running back. Yep. That's what I think. Get the, get uh, yep. Devontae Freeman just because he knows Salah and part of the Kyle Shanahan yep. tree. So – but Sam, but Robert Sala is just too scared to commit. Yeah, to him. maybe. I so with that being said, now let's talk about some basketball. So last night, the Lakers, the Lakers won two of their homecoming games for Anthony Davis and LeBron James. So the Lakers are war, road warriors. Do you think the Lakers will play? Will get a better home uh, record though? Yeah, I think they'll probably do a little bit better. But yeah, I mean, it's been fantastic at home. You mean away? You mean on the road? Because yeah. they're road warriors. So today they're off, so they're not playing today on the Kobe on the death of the Kobe Bryant anniversary. So tomorrow they take on the Philadelphia 76ers. So they play it back to back. They go to they are in Philly tomorrow, and then on Thursday night they play your Detroit yeah. Pistons. So you think the Lakers' first road loss will be in Philadelphia or in uh, Boston? I think it could very well be in Philadelphia. Why would you think it would be in I Philadelphia? The Boston game is prime time on ABC, and I don't think they'll lose that one. Yeah, I don't think so either, but with Philadelphia – I think the Philadelphia 76ers, they have uh-huh. a great team. They're a team that 
they're a team that is so much better with shooting and and also defense, but they got to get Ben Sh- Simmons shooting. But we'll have to see how Ben Simmons does. Yeah. Ben Simmons does tomorrow. So on the Lakers, what was your thoughts on Anthony? The Lakers thirty point win against the Bulls, and then an almost and then a and then LeBron James's forty six point outburst in his in his. I mean that forty six point outburst just shows he's he's still the best player in the NBA. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And uh, LeBron James is still the best player in the NBA right now. And I really think that uh, I think that the Lakers should still win this game. But I also heard that the Lake that the All Star game could be in Atlanta this year just oh, okay. for COVID reasons. That's what I'm hearing. Chris Paul and and the NBA uh-huh. are kind of talking about that. Just because, just because I. Just because I think that uh, it would be a good way for them to raise awareness on this uh-huh. COVID COVID situation. So, well, that's what I'm just thinking here. So, you think that the Lakers and then and the two games coming up? Do you think that they beat Philly? You you think they'll lose to Philly, but you think they're going to blow out Detroit and then blow uh, out? Yeah, I think so. Detroit's terrible. Yeah, last last night. Tell me your thoughts on their one night. Actually, they won last night. They beat the Sixers. What's your thoughts on their one nineteen to one hundred four victory over the uh, Sixers? Yeah, I I think you know that, that was a shocker. I can't explain that one. Sometimes sometimes you just get a win for some reason. Yeah, because they beat they lost the Sixers on the twenty fifth, uh-huh. and then they just beat them again. They just needed a revenge. They just they just did it for good. They just did it for pride. Would they really beat the Sixers? No. Uh huh. Not with that roster. Because be- look, that like the Pistons are hurt. Griffin, Rose, they're yeah. not guys that you can depend on. So tomorrow they take on the Cavaliers at the Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse in Cleveland. So. Do you think Detroit has a chance, or do you think Cleveland will beat them, and then they be, get imploded by the Lakers? Yeah, I. Which team is it? Wait, say. Can you say it again? Tomorrow, the Pistons take on the. Uh, oh yeah, well, Cleveland. Uh, they probably won't win that one. <laughs> yeah, that, that schedule looks brutal, but I think their best player when healthy is uh, is Killian Hayes. The, the guard yeah. out of France. Oh. What do you think of him? What do you think of him? You think he's a guy Hopefully, that he's a injured right star? Now. Yeah, you need him healthy, and you need. And I also think that you don't. You're not going to rely on Blake Griffin if you trade him and Derrick Rose. You're going to get yeah. a lot of draft picks in return. So. So that's what I think. So now in baseball, so I sent you an article that uh, that the universal DH was rejected. Yeah, what did dumb, you think of I that? think. They need to have the universal DH uh, across baseball. They need it across baseball. I, uh, you know, I think it's dumb that they're, they rejected it. Why do you think it was dumb for them to reject the universal DH? I think it adds DH more excitement to the game. It, the game has changed. Like, it can extend the life of uh, hitters. 
that are still really good. They can hit the home run, you know, um, and it takes the burden off pitchers to have to try to bat and bunt and things like that. Just can pitch. It's, it's their specialty now. Yeah, because I really – I still – because the current CBA is set to expire on December 1st of 2021. But do you think that with the with with the ongoing pandemic, lost time in 2020, you think that the CBA uh, should – Yeah, probably. Because I really think – I don't see them going into a lockout just because I really think that the uh, – I, I really think that uh, – whatchamacallit, I think that the CBA will be extended, but I think that uh, – I really think that the that both sides are going to have to – the I think both sides uh-huh. are going to be forced to get this deal done just because of lost time in 2020 because of the yeah. coronavirus pandemic. Do you think that the CBA yeah, will so. get extended somehow? Yeah, because there's because they Major League Baseball has lost so much, but they need they need to figure out if they'll have a universal DH or not. But I'm against it because Commissioner Manfred just I I would want a universal DH if I would if it's not uh, what you might call this for expanded yeah. playoffs. Uh-huh. I don't want expanded playoffs though. If it's if it's about universal DH. Like, I'm sure that before the season that the players and, and the owners will come to an agreement somehow. Do you think that since they rejected that proposal, do you think that they could find a, they could figure out that they could agree uh, to it again? Yeah, I mean, they'll need to agree to something. They need, they need to have a season for sure. Oh, they will. I just heard that uh, – I just heard that Commissioner Manfred just sent a memo to all oh, three okay. that there's a full season this year. Even though that uh, the Cactus League committee wants uh, wants to delay uh-huh. spring training, and I don't think that's going to happen. So, with that being said, let's talk about a big trade in the Yankees. So, Jamison Tyone to the Yankees. He's from the Pirates, and the Pirates are pretty yeah, much for imploding sure. here. What do you think? So, what do you? He adds. He adds something. He adds. He adds a good. Uh, dimension to the Yankees rotation, but it means that uh-huh. Tanaka is going to be going back to Japan. So uh, what do you think of that? Yeah. I mean, that's, I don't know what to think of it <laughs> actually. And also we have news in Philadelphia that JT Romuto is close to a deal. The, the Phillies are pushing close to giving him a big deal. And you knew that JT Romuto would remain yeah. a Philadelphia Philly. <laughs> So what do you think? He's going to stay a Philly? What were you saying? Yeah. Yeah, that's what yeah, I thought. Yeah, that's what we're hearing. So that's what we thought here. But also, there's news on the Dodgers about Justin Turner. I heard that the Dodgers still remain optimistic to keeping Justin Turner. When do you think a deal – do you think – when do you think uh, a deal – I think pretty done? soon. They're, they're debating on whether it's four or five years, right? Oh, two. Okay. Dodgers want two, but they're not going to give they're not going to give a veteran player at age thirty six more than two years. It could be a two year deal with a third year option. Yeah, I don't know if Turner wants that. that though. 
he can accept yeah. a two-year deal because someone offers him like a four-year deal, though. I just think the Dodgers are still want to keep him. I, I think, think he will. he'll stay. Yeah. Don't you think he'll stay? Yeah, and then on the Angels side, we we talked about this last week. Do you think they need to add one more starter in Trevor Bauer because they already added Quintana, and Quintana is uh, going to be great for that rotation. What do you think of Quintana uh, with the Angels? That'd be a probably that'd be really good. I think he'd really help them. Yeah, because the Angels need starting pitching help, and if they can add Trevor Bauer, which I think that sh- they should, then they're set. Yep, I think so. So where, so where do you, so do you do you still pick Trevor Bauer to join the uh, Los Angeles Angels uh, over the Dodgers? I still do, but we'll see. It's this. It'll be a close one, I think. Let's talk about the Dodgers' closer situation. Do you still think Kenley um, Jansen's still their closer? No, he's not going to be. He, I, in my opinion, he still should be. But you still give Trinan and Gratterall and uh, and Canable yeah. a shot to close to to be the closer. Yeah. You give them a shot if Jansen's off. So. That's what I'm kind of thinking here in my theory of what the uh-huh. Dodgers ninth inning role should look like. But do you think, do you think, let's talk about second base. Cause this is going to be a, a position to watch for the Dodgers in spring training. Do you think it's, do you think Gavin Lux will be the starting uh, yes, second baseman so. for the Dodgers now? What about uh, yeah. third base? Do you still think Turner will stay? And what about Jock Peterson? Do you think the Dodgers have a chance to I say bring no. back Jack Peterson too? If it's if it's like bench depth, then yeah, go for it. Just because Jack Peterson can hit pinch hit home runs uh-huh. and start if Pollock's off. So do you think that do you think that uh the you just don't think Jack Peterson do you think there's room for the Dodgers uh, to bring back Jack Peterson? I don't think so, but yeah, I don't think they'll do it. I mean, Toronto would be a great fit for him just because they passed out on Brantley and then you need another uh-huh. left-handed bat to go in your lineup. I think that would be a yeah. perfect destination for Jack Peterson. Go to go to the Blue Jays. Be your be that primary DH. Yeah. He can hit. Do you th- do you think that's yeah. a realistic destination for Jack Peterson? Yeah, I go think to, so. Uh, to go to Toronto, that's where I pick. If it's not the Dodgers, go to Toronto because they need a DH. That you, you passed yeah. out on Brantley, you got to get yep. Jack Peterson. If I were Toronto, just yeah. because all their bats are right-handed and they need to balance that lineup, but I'm not worried about their lineup just because you have Biggio Bouchette. And also, I didn't see yeah. gives them another dimension. And now, so, so that being said, let's talk about the Kings now. So the Kings split the two games in St. Louis, and tonight they take they 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 play they play the Minnesota Wild in Minnesota tonight. Do you think the LA Kings can win? Can win, or do you, what do you think the Kings need to do to continue? Winning uh, hockey games. Yeah, I think they need their top guys to keep on producing. Uh, 
which they have, but goalies, I mean, sometimes like Peterson and Quick give up too many yeah. goal, like unfortunate goals. Yep. They need the defense to tighten up too. So, yes, and also puck management has to be improved yeah, according yeah. to what Coach McClellan was saying. Because I've seen that they've lost the puck so many times yeah. that results in breakaway goals. So, I really think that uh, I uh-huh. really think they need improvement on that. So, basically, I think that Minnesota is off to a great start. They're four and two, and the Kings' toughest test will be next week because they have to face the Vegas Golden Knights in next Friday and Sunday. Uh huh. That won't be easy though. But I think the top four teams in that division so far is how people see it, how it should be. Vegas, Minnesota, St. Louis, and Colorado. So do you think that – do you think that the Kings will beat Um, Minnesota tonight? Yes, I think so. Uh, Let's see who's starting in goal today. So basically they released the lineups for today for for that. But also tell me how you think Detroit's doing in their upward uh, progress. You know, their their top guys Detroit in Detroit, um, Dylan Larkin, Tyler Bertuzzi, Bobby Ryan, they're doing pretty good. They're their presence on the ice, you definitely know when they're out there, they're playing really good hockey. Um, you know, they're defensively, they're not that good as a team, I mean. And then um uh their other guys on the second and third lines aren't doing so good. Um a lot of players are haven't got a point yet and so they they need improvement from pretty much everyone at this point. They play tonight. They play at yeah, Dallas. Yeah, I mean, this you said. I hope they win. How do you think that's going to go? Dallas yeah. is good, but in hockey, you never know. Sometimes a bad team would squeak out a win at the last minute. Like, say for example, a a goal, uh-huh. a game winning goal would change everything. So today I'm looking at the Kings lineup. So Cal Peterson's going to start today in net, and Jonathan Quick will yeah. probably start the Thursday game. So, so I was going to tell you this: who has impressed me so far in the Kings? I like. I think Adrian Campe's really produced well. I think he's a guy that could stay on the first line. Andres Antonasiu, he continues yeah, he's, he's to be hot. A pretty good offensive player, but defensively he doesn't really try as hard and. Uh, that hurts his uh, am- the amount of playing time he gets. Why do you think that he doesn't try defensively? Why do you think he's just so off- a good offensive threat that can score goals? Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I know away. he's very fast. As a he's a very fast skater, and I'm sure he's just always thinking about how do I get the puck and take it down, you know, and, and get a shot. Um, that's what I think. Yeah, so basically with the Kings uh, tonight, I just think that what I want to see them improve on is uh, uh-huh. is puck management, is and also the penalties that they that they that they have to get that they take and 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 how many players they go in the penalty box. So I want them to avoid penalties. Yeah, and not get in the penalty go in the penalty box a lot. Because I really think that if you if you get if you're if you get a penalty, 
it ruins the team's confidence. And say if a team gets a power play, yeah. then you're, the penalty's over. How are the Red Wings? How are the Red Wings uh, in penalties I this mean, year? They're, I guess they're okay. They, um, but they're not really that good on special teams yet. So they yeah. didn't. Yeah, and the penalty kill. You mean uh, the power play? The Kings are good at penalty kill, but they but losing to a team like Colorado is like the as a team that is just uh-huh. so good at power play goals. So also, if you look at it, uh, the I think the King, I think, I think tonight you should expect to see the Kings potentially win this game. But uh, I think that the Kings, I think that. The game I'm looking forward to the most in the upcoming uh-huh. games for the Kings is when they play the Ducks next week. That's a game we're going to talk about a lot. That's a lot of writing yep. on the line between those two SoCal rivals. Right. But the Ducks are not good anyway. Yeah. Except for Gutsloff and John Gibson, who's a very uh-huh. a fantastic goalie. So, anyways, uh, for, with MLS, so what do you think of John uh, – of, of Greg Riani. Probably an improvement. Yeah, the season the starts April 3rd, I believe. Yeah, so April 3rd, we'll see the LA Galaxy and LAFC kick off their season right around yeah. the same time we welcome baseball. So when it gets closer, I can't wait to – we'll predict who's going to win each division in baseball. So basically, and also talk about – the Detroit Tigers rebuild with AJ. Yeah. And you think it's going to be better than Gardenhire, right? So did you think Gardenhire was a good pick uh, for, the, for the Tigers? Yeah, I think he was – I think that AJ Hinch is going to be a lot better, though. He's on a, a better five-year plan for them. Gardenhire was, is just yep. an old-school kind of guy. So with that being said – with that being said, Matt, have See a good day, week. and we'll see you next week for the Super Bowl.